Welcome to number episode freaking what? Yeah. <laughs> I give you points for trying, Brett. Welcome to episode number 37 of the Keep Up podcast. Are we still keeping up? Nailed it. Yeah. No, third time's the charm. All the right words came out. In all the wrong places. Um, no, it felt right. All of it was right. Do you think you could teach yourself to talk out of your nose? Nope, I don't no? think that. Mm-hmm. That's just you humming. And now you're breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, you're just humming. <laughs> I, it starts in the throat, and then you got to do it with your nose. Because you could have, like, mucus come from your nose into your throat. So why can't you have your little voice box go through your nose? <laughs> your little voice box. Your voice <laughs> box doesn't come out. I'm not saying it does. I'm just saying it's in your throat. So if mucus can go between mouth and nose, why can't words? Yes, exactly. Saying. Yeah. I, I think it's possible. Is that what ventriloquists do? Talk out of their nose? Talk through their nose. I don't, you know, I don't know. It must be. Or I don't ears. understand ventriloquism. It, I guess it's like they throw their voice. It's weird. Without opening their mouth. No, I mean, that is what that is. I understand right. what a ventriloquist <laughs> is. I just don't understand how, well, how it works. How do you do it? It must be through their nose. I feel like that's highly improbable. Well, what else could it be? Your ears? That's what I thought. See? Brett doesn't even know. I blew his mind, and we're not even five minutes in. <sighs> Speaking of five minutes. Uh-huh. How you doing? Fine. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all you had to say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, good. Um, We're on episode number 37. Mm-hmm. We're happy to be here. Mm-hmm. We're happy for you to be here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and thank our newest patron <gasps> because we have another supporter, Andrew Cass, <coughs> my man. My woman. No. Hey, it's not nice to judge. I'm not. I just know it. <laughs> Do you really know him, though? I mean, I guess I haven't. It's not nice to assume genders, Brett. <laughs> I guess. That's our generation now. I guess you're right. We're not allowed to. I should be careful. I'm sorry, lady, man. I don't think Andrew's Maybe a lady, Maybe I'm man. being offensive. I honestly, <laughs> I don't what? know anymore. You could be whatever you want. Andrew Cass wants to be a patron. <laughs> <laughs> he is <laughs> and one. And he is. So mm-hmm. thank you. You're the coolest. I, we have, it's been like a new one weekly. Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. And it's super sweet. It's incredible. And uh, what's, so what's he going to get with his, with his becoming a patron? Lots of special things. Like what? He'll be invited to the Keep Up Club. The Keep Up Club! Which we just, uh, last week, or the week that just happened, mm. uh, they got a, an early viewing of the podcast and the, uh, the food challenge. Oh, sick. Wait, yeah, because in the food challenge, they, they saw the food challenge, mm-hmm. and in the food challenge, there's a link to the podcast. So if they paid attention, they would have seen it. Ooh. So it's a little secret within the secret. Pay attention, folks. But they got it a day early. So being part of the Keep Up Club is special. It's very special. And he also gets uh, the bonus behind-the-scenes gag yep. reel and uh, bonus scenes that come out once a month. Yep. It's mm-hmm. awesome. It's fantastic. So if you want to check out our Patreon page, it's mm-hmm. patreon.com slash the keep up. Mm-hmm. We are super, super stoked to have people coming along with us on this crazy journey. 
Are we walking or are we on a train? Um, it varies. Modes I of transportation I vary. I love trains. Trains are pretty cool. I like. I want to live my days on a train. All your days? All of them. What kind of train though? Like a metro? Like uh, you know, one of those fancy trains that have like okay. big comfy seats the and the bullet train. Tra- trains, the bullet trains. Sure. Or like you want to be on one of those old cargo ones where you have to like stow away in an empty. I want to do everything. Okay. I just want to be a train enthusiast. Right. Tell me Tim the train engine. I'm not going to call you that. I'm friends with Thomas. Are you? Uh-huh. His face is creepy. It is creepy. Next time you see him, tell him I think his face is creepy. All right. Then he'll run me over. I thought you were friends. Yeah, but he doesn't take kindly to strangers. Thomas is... What? Accusing him. Uh, but you're not a stranger. I know. You're but, just, so but Thomas the, the tank engine is a kill the messenger kind of guy? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. That's why his face is like that. That actually makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Thanks for clearing that up. You're welcome. How into trains are you? Like six. Are you like old guy, like coffee table book with pictures of trains into them? No. Or no, are I, you like... I just, I, I love traveling. I really enjoy... Love traveling. So like I really want to go on planes. I just want to like buy plane tickets, go on the plane and not visit the place and come back on the plane. And trains. So you literally just like the action of traveling to yes. a place, mm-hmm. but it's not about the place. Right. It's just going and it's coming from places. Yes. Like, I want to be on the world's longest train and just ride it in a circle. And if it never stopped, you'd be stoked. Uh, well, I'd probably want to stop at some point. Just to, like, get some snacks or whatever? Right, right. right. They have snacks on there. But... Oh, sick. So mm-hmm. what are you stopping for? Uh, just to, you know, stretch my legs. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can stand up in a train, you know? Yeah. Okay. And I could walk around. Just letting you know. Yeah. Didn't know if you knew Sometimes that. I need fresh air. Oh, you can open windows. Maybe I never need to leave the train. I'm just saying, <laughs> if all you like is the motion. Mm-hmm. But why But why don't you want to drive? Because that's stupid. Now I'm, this is a conundrum. <laughs> well, because I trust other people. I don't trust myself, nor do I trust other people driving. So you don't want to be behind the wheel. Yes. Just, Wait, you just said you trust other people. I trust other people driving me, but I don't trust the other drivers. But you could be driven by one of the other drivers. One I of those could. other drivers that you don't trust could conduct the train you're on. It is a possibility, but trains are, are on a set track. Or are they? I mean, if it gets derailed, more fun for me, but... Dude, you ever see... um Unstoppable? Yeah. I just watched it the other day. That's why. <laughs> that movie's awesome. It's cool. I The idea of just a train like being a... A monster, I guess, in a movie. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. How it that's kind of like, what it was. It's yeah. like a monster. It, it didn't seem very entertaining at first because you're like, oh, it's on a track. Just yeah. put a brick wall in the way or something and stop it. But yeah, but, uh, it's it's unstoppable. You know, brick walls take a while to build, right? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, the train was going fast, and they just had to run to the other spot. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> what I don't know. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's my dream, to travel everywhere. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. I had no Japan idea. has a lot of trains. So all this time, I thought you wanted to visit Japan because you were really into like Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. But you just want to go there because they have lots of things to transport The world's you. fastest train, the bullet train's there. And you just want to go on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's a little scary. What about you? Do you like transportation? I do. Actually, it's so weird. I've never really been much of a... Uh, I don't know, what's the term? Like a gearhead, I guess. I've never really mm-hmm. been into like cars too much. I always feel kind of 
kind of uh, mechanically Inclined. ignorant. Wait, mechanically inclined is good. Yeah. I've been like... The opposite. Mechanically... Declined? Stupid. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know a whole lot. Everything I know about my car is because it's broken at some point, and then I've learned what it needs to be fixed. So I've learned a little bit. Mm -hmm. But lately, I've been thinking about how, like... I want to do the thing where I get like a piece of crap car from a junkyard mm -hmm. and like build it from scratch. That's so expensive though. So expensive. Mm -hmm. And it is not something I have the time for. But I want to do that with a motorcycle and I want to do it with a car. Like so bad. Mm -hmm. Maybe a Jeep. I've always wanted a Jeep. That'd be sweet. Yeah. 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 Like a Wrangler. Is like, that... the, like the ones our whole family, at one point our entire family <laughs> owned like the same vehicle. Yes, like un uncle had one, uh -huh. our aunt Franny had one, Nana had one, mom had one. Nana had one? Yeah, Nana had the blue one with like the sun on the side. I don't know if you remember it. You might have been no, young. I don't remember. But it was like but... a blue Jeep Wrangler and it had like one of those sun spots on the side that mm -hmm. like, I don't know if that's what it's called, but like <laughs> it was like this weird, it was a popular design at the okay. time. Um, but everybody we knew had a Jeep. And I've always wanted that. one. They're so sweet. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so that just reminded me like, I, lately, I've been like, man, I just kind of want to build. That would be so sweet. cool just to work on it. We have yeah. the tools. You probably, I know, could. we have stuff. I just like, it's not something I can invest in right now. There are too many other things taking up my time, like spawn figures. But someday, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's almost here. It's almost. Be... <sighs> been on this action figure kick, and I just got the last figure in series one of Todd McFarlane's Spawn Run. Because I was just looking up. I was just realizing how much I love... I've always loved McFarlane's toys. Mm -hmm. He's, they're like... I know we've talked about him recently. <laughs> but I just got the last figure. And that's so exciting. It's super Nothing exciting. Nothing is better than completing a collection. And it's only semi-complete. Yeah. But I don't know what to count. Get it semi? Because ah. the, the Cause thing you're missing is a car, truck. Uh, oh. Semi. Oh, come on! All right. That joke was so deep. I guess, layered. but I wasn't there yet <laughs> mentally. <laughs> I so, think I think it was a truck. I don't know. I could be wrong. Oh yeah, there are two things. So in series one, there were six figures mm -hmm. and two vehicles and one. I guess it was like a playset mm -hmm. spawn alley, and it was this big setup like playset, mm -hmm. and then. There was uh, the Violator van, like truck, mm -hmm. which is what you're alluding to. Okay. And then I think the Spawn Mobile. I think so. Yeah. So I don't have those. Mm -hmm. Mostly concerned with just getting the figures, but if we're talking completing a set. So you have to get the play set too. Yeah. And they are available. They're mm -hmm. out there. Like you can find them on eBay for like 20 to 30 bucks. That's um, not too bad. It's not too bad. I think on the figures, I probably spent a total of. What, 35? Probably around 50. Don't want to be telling Rachel that. For all of them. She knows. Does she? Same bank account, bro. <laughs> Same bank account. <laughs> and then yesterday, I got a notification that was like, um, what did it say? It was eBay. Like, don't forget to pay for 1994 vintage clown figure. And our phones were next to each other, and they mm -hmm. both got the same notification. And I was like, you just get a notification from eBay? And she was like, oh, yeah. You owe them five ninety nine, And I was like, <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I do, but I don't. Because I didn't have to pay them yet because mm -hmm. I talked to the seller, blah, 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 whatever. But uh, it was just funny. I was like, why do you get my eBay So she knows everything. You can't even buy a Christmas Shut. present. Well, that's what I was saying. I was like, what if I get you something? And it doesn't. we don't have the same eBay account or mm -hmm. anything. I don't know. It was weird. But she was like, she was like, I never is. look at these before. 
I've never looked at these before, and if I get them, I probably ignore them. Do you share an iTunes account? Or iCloud or something? (laughs) I think he's transforming. I forget. I think we switched it so that we don't anymore. Mm -hmm. But maybe... I don't, I don't know. know. Whatever. This is a boring conversation. I like it. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> um, freaking eBay, Spawn Figures, whatever. What Free are we talking Bay. about? The other thing is every run has variants. Oh, so see, there's, that's... there's a Violator figure. I don't, I don't know if you can see it in the video. It's right up here. I don't know. It's a Violator figure. Down. I'm not gonna. It's gonna get complicated. Something's gonna fall. There's okay. a red one out there. But I'm more concerned with just getting the You figures. want the original Just one. get the originals, mm-hmm. and then maybe I can get the variants down the road. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy. McFarlane's figures are like, they're in the series like 89. Like, there's so many. That's an exaggeration, I was going to say, that's... But like, just looking lot. on the site, upcoming, there's uh, a Gears of War 4 line that he's doing. Mm-hmm. There's a, an entire Assassin's Creed line where he's doing like all the different assassins. That's so cool. Um, there were a couple other ones that I was looking at that I was like, this is crazy. He does some that I'm not super into, like the, uh, he did like Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty cool, mm-hmm. but like I never played it and eh, yeah, it's just like the, the, the sculpts on these things are mm-hmm. like so beautiful mm-hmm. and I'm like, they're like little statues. They're little pretty. Kings have statues in their courts. Statues. I'm going to have a bunch of tiny little figures on my wall. Yeah. It's kind of the same Can you play thing. chess with them? I mean, you could if I knew how to play chess. I think they actually made a Spawn chess? chess set. No. Dude, that's like the most important game to know. Someone taught me once, and it was so awesome. Chess is cool. I forget. It's been a long time. I, I know for the most part. There's a few pieces that I'm like, wait, do you do the L or do you do a cross? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I feel like chess is like a universal game that needs to be known. It's pretty important, I guess. I think it's important for warfare. If you want to battle to the death. Right. Did you say Orfair? I think I I was saying war, but the W didn't you come out. You lost a W in there. <laughs> I was like, Orfair. Orfair? Oh, I'm getting wicked deja vu. How much does deja vu hit you? Uh, Here and there. It hits me like all the time. I'm pretty sure I have a secret sixth sense. I mean, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Where I just... My brain can see something in the future you a know, little bit. You know, Brandon was telling me what the scientific explanation for that is. Go ahead. Wait, which Brandon? I know a lot um, of Brandons. Frost? Yes. Okay. Shout out. And uh, I think it was Brandon. Yeah, we were at a show and he was talking to me about it. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting. I think it was something like something like your... Doing something, there's like a moment where you're doing something faster than your brain can compute it. So by the time your brain catches up to it, it feels like it's done it before. It's something like that. I could be totally messing it up. But I mean, it it makes sense. Yeah, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like Mm -hmm. you're just doing something and then your brain is like uh, like, um, calculating what happened and Mm -hmm. like logging it kind of thing. But it's like a little bit behind just for a second and that's why you feel like you're experiencing it again that's so weird so isn't like, it just a second ago when i had it with you during the conversation my brain was just a little slow which if you think of yourself as like a computer it almost makes sense because you actually like skipped a letter <laughs> and had a moment where like not everything functioned properly <laughs> and then your brain caught up to it and you felt like you were having deja vu like right <laughs> afterwards yeah yeah isn't that weird that's, that's freaking me out a little bit yeah that's we're just computers beep bop boop but then my friend Martin was like, he was like, deja vu to me just means I'm on the right track. And I'm like, huh, all right. That's deep. Right? I don't get it, though. He was just saying, like, he feels like he's where he's supposed to be if he feels like he's, if he experiences deja vu. 
I don't, like, I don't get it. Interesting that's, that's too deep for me. That's just how he. I can dig like two it. feet. He went three feet. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's deep. Were you talking about something? Chess. Why is chess important? It's just, I feel like it's just something everybody needs to know. How to play chess. Just like they need to know how to drink water mm-hmm. and eat food. Chess yep. is just another part of that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like oxygen. Yes, exactly. Mm. It's very important. Um. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I can't disagree. I will tell you there are a ton of really cool chess sets out there that I'd like to own. Oh, there's so many. But I don't feel justified because I don't really know how to play mm-hmm. it. So. I mean, you could get it just for the figures. You don't even need to know how to play chess. You can just... But then that's lame. Then that's I'm a poser. Lame. I'm a poser. You're not a poser. You're right. It's not lame. Right. But for me, it would feel lame. I oh. got plenty of stuff to... Eat? Spend money on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, what do you have to move into? We can talk TV a little. You have TV? Yeah. Let's go to TV. Okay. Okay. Television! What have you? What have I? Mm. So, recently I learned the truth. This kind of bleeds into movies, too, but I've learned the truth about anime. Mm, What is the truth? Where animes are just made as advertisements for... Statues and figures and toys and <laughs> everything else other than just the anime. So, well, I, I mean, okay, go on. Well, go on. what do you just? <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, it's <laughs> because I was initially looking into Berserk. We were talking about it last week, and I wanted to know why the series cut off when it did. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of continuing. Wait, are there and Berserk turned... statues? What? You found Berserk statues? No. Well, I mean, there are a bunch out there, but that's not the reason. This is actually a, a separate case. But uh, Brett's looking at the camera like a creep. They know if they're watching. Oh. Who watches this? Who You're watches? right. Let's turn it off. Okay. No more vodcasts. Yeah. All right. So you were wondering <laughs> why it ended when it ended? Yes, because uh, you know how it ends right when technically the story starts, yeah. I would say. Yep. Um, so the idea was the the mangas weren't selling as well as they wanted to. Okay. So they decided to have the series come out and end at a point where people were forced to continue the story in the mangas. Really? Because it, they just weren't selling well. So they're like, oh, we'll make an anime, uh, you know, kind of tell the base story so people can get it. Uh, if they don't want to read the mangas, and then it forces them to get it because the mangas, you know, have that story in it, and then it picks up right after. So that entire show was like a strategic marketing yep, move, just, and that's how a lot of animes are. That's why a lot of them are only made like with one season in mind because they're like, all right, we'll show them this, and then they'll have to get the mangas or the statues or whatever they want to continue. That's their, really their interesting. Fandom for it. So, um, yeah, it was just it kind of blew my mind because it makes sense. You know, it does like, a lot of animes that I've seen, like, they're so good, but they've only had one season Mm -hmm. because they want you to go get everything else. Which there's almost always, like, an entire written story that you can go get to either prequel or Mm -hmm. sequel what you've seen. Yep. Um, Now, I was the reason I was initially like, eh, is because there's a lot of, like, anime movies. Like, I was thinking of Perfect Blue. Mm -hmm. That's the big difference between movies and uh, anime uh, anime movies um, is because the movies generally come out in theaters. Okay. So it's um, they get their money from the quality of the movie as opposed to getting the figures and stuff after. Interesting. Okay. They, they do it in the theaters. They get ticket sales. But the animes, their main thing is to sell the uh, mangas and uh, Blu-rays depending on how the Blu-rays and DVDs sell. Mm -hmm. Um, A good anime generally sells between 10,000 and 20,000. That's that's when it's considered a success because the uh, the writers and the artists all get paid kind of small compared to 
you know, all the people in big Hollywood businesses, I would say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they only had to make, sell a little bit of Blu-rays and DVDs across the whole world to, uh, you know, be able to consider it a success. Interesting. So it was, it was just interesting. It makes sense. Yeah. And uh, I guess, I don't know why they're doing the new Berserk series now. Maybe people have been asking for it and it's just, you know. Well, I think at least to me what sounded like, it sounded like what was happening was they were going to start putting out the new Berserk. So they did the movies to Mm -hmm. catch people up to prepare for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But then as far as, I don't know if they're doing more. Mm -hmm. And sometimes animes are just made for the the love of it. You know, people, yeah, it's not just an advertisement. People really want to see more. Oh yeah, for sure. And they're so popular that they make money just from people watching it and downloading it. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, even one of my favorite series, uh, Neon Genesis, yeah. Evangelion, um, the initial idea of that show was just to sell mech toys. Like really? just generic mech toys, not even related to the show. The, to the show. That's so funny. They just wanted people to be like, oh, let's get all these big mech yeah. uh, toys out there. Uh, but the series ended up you know, turning into one of the most popular, amazing animes of all time because that, that was all the director, though. He decided to go against what they were saying and make his own story. Huh. You know, and... Uh, it's just it's a cool story behind that. That is cool. Mm. I mean, that's like uh, you know a lot of the stuff in the eighties, like He Man and Transformers. Mm-hmm. They were just like toy advertisements. That's exactly what they were. But they became like absolutely uh, like iconic, mm-hmm. you know. And now you have, I mean, you have the movies and the stories. There's so many comics out mm-hmm. for like both properties, and it was the same thing. GI Joe is like all toys. Yep. But they ended up being this like icon show mm-hmm. and <clears throat> i don't know it's funny how that works out yeah and yeah that's it's just funny it's funny guys ha ha anything else in tv mm, nope okay i'm gonna take us to movies okay ooh, ooh, let's go to the movies all right so i've uh i've got one movie Hooray. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, a good friend of ours came over the other day. Um, and Was it me? No, it was not you. Oh, okay. Uh, so it was Rachel and myself and our good friend Joy. And she came over and we were hanging out and mm-hmm. we're like, let's watch a movie, you know? And um, it was kind of like, let's watch a movie that like we haven't seen yet, but we're not super concerned with because we're just hanging out, mm-hmm. whatever. So we were perusing Netflix. Mm-hmm. And we found a movie uh-huh. that we had all scrolled past, and we were like, mm, I guess, whatever, let's just give this a oh, shot. It's a, I guess, whatever movie. It was a movie that absolutely lives up to its name. Okay. It's a movie called Ridiculous Six. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> That's what I had to say. Uh, it's one of the newer uh, Happy Madison Netflix productions. So Happy Madison is still connected to yes. it. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't recall exactly what the deal is. Was it you and I that were talking about Adam Sandler struck a deal with Netflix where he's doing... I think it was six movies. Yeah. I don't know if that was us, but I just I, I just know about yeah, it. Yeah, so. I think it's six movies that he's mm-hmm. doing. their exclusive Netflix original releases. Yeah, um, I think he, four came out right now. Or four out. He has The Cobbler... Some other ones. <laughs> and Ridiculous Six. And Ridiculous Six. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't... Or maybe Netflix original isn't... Exclusive is the yeah, one I'm, I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up something that I need to read you about this movie. Um, <laughs> you need to read me? I need okay. to read to you about this movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we watched this movie. It's... I'll just... It's, 
it's ridiculous. It's the only <laughs> thing I, I know how to say. Um, there are a couple moments in this movie that are really funny. Mm-hmm. But in between, you're kind of just rolling your eyes. Um, like, it, it tries to be funny, but it's just like, oh. Yeah, it's the... To me, there are, like, two versions of Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Maybe three versions of Adam okay. Sandler. Maybe four. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> let's let's try to break yeah, this tell down. tell me. What How familiar you are you with Adam Sandler's I work? know most of them. Like, I've seen... Mm-hmm. You know, most of them. Okay. Early, early like, 90s and stuff. When I was probably middle school age, Mm -hmm. I was um, obsessed with Adam Sandler. Mm -hmm. He was my favorite comedian of all time. He was my favorite actor. I owned every movie he'd ever even been in, like, even when he was just a peripheral character or a cameo, Mm -hmm. all on VHS at this time. That's awesome. And um, I had all of his CDs. I knew, like, everything front to back. It's funny that he has CDs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were all great. I mean, Mm -hmm. he does some classic skits. Those are some of the first comedy CDs I ever had. And they weren't like now where like Comedy Central will put out like a live um, Mm stand-up. It was all studio recordings of skits and songs and stuff like that. Um, And, you know, Adam Sandler is a great musician. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a good songwriter and he's he's funny. um, He's just a talented dude all around. And uh, before bed or every night when I went to sleep um, on school nights, mm-hmm. I would put on either Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore, That's awesome. sometimes the wedding singer. Mm-hmm. But I would just, I literally like, I loved Adam Sandler. Loved him. Loved him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was when I was younger and I still, I still think he's pretty great. Mm-hmm. And I, I love a lot of what he does uh, for various reasons. I think one version of him is the Happy Gilmore Billy Madison, wedding singer, like, and there's other stuff in between there, but I feel like he maintained this like super silly comedy, but also like <sighs> clever enough that it's it's really it's just really funny. It's mm-hmm. not like it's not goofy in the way that you can't even enjoy it. Like I feel like there's goofy comedy where you kind of roll your eyes, mm-hmm. and then there's like '90s goofy comedy like Tommy Boy, Billy Madison, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? But I, then there's this other version of Adam Sandler that's more recent that's like, uh, I don't know, like, um, what was the one where he played his own sister? Yeah, Jack and Jill. Yeah. I never even saw it, but the preview was like, I don't know, man. Mm-mm. Like, I can't. I would say Ridiculous Six kind of falls under that. Uh, the newer stuff. It's the newer, that mm-hmm. newer kind of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um because then the other version of Adam Sandler, and this is where I'm not sure if there's if there's one or two here, mm-hmm. but there's like the the romantic comedy slash family comedy Adam Sandler, where there's like Big Daddy, which was mm-hmm. still great. Mm-hmm. Um, Fifty First Dates, I've seen like in pieces. Mm-hmm. Pretty that cool. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, Click is a really <sighs> good movie. I think that's my favorite movie he's in. It's a really good one. That um, one's kind of its own thing, though, because it's really sad. Exactly, which kind of bridges <laughs> what I would call the fourth version of Adam Sandler, <laughs> where he does like uh, things like Spanglish or like, um, what's the one with uh, Don Cheadle? Uh, Rain on Me? I've never seen that one. I haven't either, but it's a, I know it's like very, it's a drama. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, all in all, he's a pretty diverse performer, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, that's I didn't plan on talking about Adam Sandler for that <laughs> long, but um, you know, I I even appreciate things he's done like Grown Ups, mm-hmm. you know, because I think it's pretty sweet that he just always makes movies with all his friends. Yeah, and they just like he's at a point in his career where he's like, Happy Madison's gonna put out two movies about me and my friends, like being older and like what that's like you mm-hmm. know what i mean not like they're playing themselves but it seems like it's kind of like yeah. that you know mm-hmm. um so all that being said ridiculous six is the goofy version of adam sandler mm-hmm. um he plays uh, uh i think his name in it is white knife <laughs> of course um, aka tommy and he is uh he, he's a white man who was abandoned by his parents to um to a uh, Native American tribe. Okay. And he grows up as like there. He's amazing with knives and he has like, he doesn't have superpowers, but they make him, he, they do all these weird things where like at one point he's haunting a guy by like covering his mouth and whispering things and using weird like spirit powers. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one where like they show him having super speed and it's just all this like super goofy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the jokes are like, there's a lot of like fart jokes mm-hmm. and it's like pretty low end <laughs> humor, um, which at sometimes at some points hits, mm-hmm. but at other points it's like, ah, that's like, it's just not, doesn't quite yeah. land. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit too eye rolly. Like, ugh. Okay. that's what the, the Netflix movies seem like that Ooh. they, it's just going to be a lot of hits and misses. Cause I have heard good things about ridiculous six. Like really? it has its funny scenes and it's, you know, may not be the best one he's ever done, but it's it's totally solid. Better than Jack and Jill is what I hear. Yeah, see, I never even saw Jack and Jill, so I almost feel like it's a it's a biased um, assessment. But really, like this movie, it's I don't know. I hope they had fun making it because it's like not super fun to watch. No, nah. I mean, okay, this is what I wanted to read. Mm-hmm. I need to read you the cast. Okay, this granted, he always has like an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Um. But starting with him, so Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. Terry Crews, okay, um, Taylor Lautner, mm-hmm. Rob Schneider, okay, Luke Wilson, Will Forte, Steve Zahn, Harvey Keitel, Nick Nolte, John Lovitz, Whitney Cummings, David Spade, Danny Trejo, Nick Swardson, Blake Shelton, Vanilla Ice, Julia Jones, um, Lavelle Crawford, Steve Buscemi, John Turturro, Chris Parnell, uh, Jared Sandler. Jackie Sandler, Norm MacDonald, Dan Patrick, Chris Kattan, oh my God. Blake Clark. <laughs> um, who else? There are a couple other ones that I was like, what? Sadie Sandler, which is one of his um, daughters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Luran, or Loren, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but you know him. He's one of the guys that's always in. He's in Big Daddy. He's one of the lawyers. He's also the crazy-eyed guy in Waterboy. Oh, okay. Um, so... But like Blake Shelton, Vanilla Ice, like there were all Netflix these. Netflix must have been shelling out so much money. Dude, I don't know like how, I don't know. It was, but I was just kind of flipping through on IMDb while we were watching it. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at the cast and I'm like, and all of a sudden I'm sitting there waiting to see like Vanilla Ice, like Vanilla Ice plays Mark Twain. <laughs> okay. And, um, and uh, Blake Shelton plays Wyatt Earp. And he's actually like one of the best parts. He's really? super funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are some like, there are definitely some key moments that are like, okay, that's super funny. Mm-hmm. Like, um, 
you know, the, the plot, I haven't even talked about the plot other than his, you know, him being part of this tribe. Mm-hmm. But what happens is he, he ends up meeting his father, his biological father, who he'd never met. And he finds out that, um, and he, his biological father gets in trouble. Mm-hmm. So he sets out on this adventure to save his dad. And on the way, he finds out that his father, who was like a criminal, had all these sons all over the place that oh. he never knew about and they mm-hmm. never met him. So he's meeting all these people, which include Taylor Lautner, Terry Crews, Rob Schneider, all these people, Luke Wilson, mm-hmm. um, who are his sons. So Adam Sandler's brothers. Okay. But they're all completely different and they're all like, yeah, let's go save dad. And they're all like, they look different, they act different. It's So that's the whole premise is them all coming together and that's mm-hmm. the Ridiculous Six. Um, also, uh, there's one name I didn't mention who you might recognize if you see him. It's either George Garcia or... Yeah, it's probably George. Could be Jorge Garcia. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you recognize him. I've seen him in... He's in a bunch of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. But, he's in uh, um, Lost. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've seen him in like... Uh, he's been in a a bunch of TV stuff, Hawaii mm-hmm. Five O, Once Upon a Time, um, oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. So he plays one of the brothers, mm-hmm. and like he's a good example. Like he doesn't talk. He's supposed to be like kind of uh, uh, Neanderthal esque, okay. where he's like, uh, uh. and so that's his character through the whole thing. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, Meh, like it's just. Meh. It's just what, a seems li- like a waste a or something? A little extra silly. Okay. You know, like a little too silly. Mm-hmm. But then there are some moments that are really funny, like Terry Crews, they're all sitting, talking to each other and, and telling secrets. And they're like, you're, you're my brothers. Like, I don't want to keep any secrets from you. And Terry's like, all right, guys. Since, I mean, his name's not Terry in the show, <laughs> but um, in the movie. He's like, you know, since we're all being honest with each other, I'm half black. <laughs> and they're all like, What? <laughs> And he's like, I just, you know, I don't want to keep any secrets. And Taylor Lautner's like, I just figured you had your mother's muscles. I didn't think she was black. You know, like, I don't know. It's just like this. So something like that, that's almost like that reminds me of like Billy Madison type humor, Mm -hmm. where it's just like super goofy, but it's it's funny, but it's not like eye rolly. You know what I'm saying? I get it. There's a line there. Yeah. And the majority of this movie spends time on the line of like, not so good. Not so good. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know. If you're doing nothing, you're hanging out with some friends, you could watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the humor also is like, it's crude humor that doesn't really land. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Just. It's just meh. Mm-hmm. Not going to watch it again. Okay. Unless, if someone wanted to watch it, mm-hmm. I'd probably be like, all right, whatever. But I probably won't be stoked about I it. I want to see that new one um, that he's doing. Uh, it's like an action movie. I okay. think he's with David Spade. I love um, David Spade. I will always love David Spade. He's good. I haven't seen him in a lot of things recently, but I it was so weird because it was him and Chris Farley mm-hmm. for so long and then you know when Chris Farley died I felt like um I mean this is just me thinking but I was mm-hmm. like man that's got to be so hard on David Spade because I always felt like they were right. together all the yeah. time. And then for him to do, I think Lost and Found was the first movie I remember watching that was like he was the main and mm-hmm. um and it, he was, he was good. Like I just, I've just always loved his attitude, and just he just cracks me up. Yeah, he's um, funny. So it's Adam Sandler and David Spade. Yeah, it's like movie? a new, it's an action comedy where okay. like Adam Sandler's a spy. I I don't know if it's out yet, but it's definitely coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, you're gonna look it up, aren't you? Yeah, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I I also kind of want to just look at Adam Sandler's uh, 
filmography. Like, yeah. Yeah, because there's like the cobbler that I haven't seen anything past jeez. I think past Click was like one of the last Adam Sandler movies I seen. Really? Yeah, I didn't see Grown Ups. I didn't see uh Oh, the do over? The duo? Uh, yeah, I think that's it. That's another Netflix one, The mm-hmm. Do Over. It's him and David Spade. Yep, yep. Um, the Ridiculous Six, Hotel Transylvania movies I thought were good. Yep. Um, okay, uh, so I guess I've technically seen that. Yeah. Um, I never saw Pixels, did you? No. No? Uh-uh. Um, so, I mean, it looked like it could be okay. Yeah, I heard very mixed things. Yeah, you know? me too. Nothing great, but... Um, the Cobbler, is that supposed to be a drama? Uh, I think so. He's like a... A cobbler, a man who makes shoes or fixes shoes or whatever. But uh so it's comedy drama. Yeah, I don't know too much about it. So I'm curious about that. Men, women, and children I've never even heard of. Nope. I saw Bedtime Stories. That was probably the most recent one. Okay. That was a while ago, though. Yeah, see, I didn't see Blended. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I didn't know that. Maybe you haven't seen it yet. No, I've definitely... Uh, maybe I remember that. Mm-hmm. Top five. I don't know what that is. We don't know anything about Adam. He was on an episode of Jesse. Sure. Grown Ups 2. That's my boy. Wasn't he in like Funny People or something? He wasn't Funny People. That was a while ago now. I didn't see that. Um, I wanted to. Mm -hmm. That looked really good. And then, yeah, see, his stuff is just so varied. Like Grown Ups, Zookeeper, Jack and Jill. Funny people, mm-hmm. you don't mess with the Zohan. Oh, that friggin' movie! Like, and then you know, Rain Over Me. Mm-hmm. I had Chuck and Larry. I saw that one. Oh, I didn't see that one. The Longest Yard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just like he's just interesting, and I, a lot of people I think are like I was talking to a guy the other day. He's like, oh, I can't watch Hotel Transylvania because I just hate Adam Sandler. And I was like, really? That's no reason. And he's like, yeah, just because like you know the way everything he puts out now is such trash and blah blah blah. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't really feel like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Grown Ups movies were fun, and you know they're not like I don't know. I don't. I don't know. They're made. They're not a Billy Madison or or Happy right, Gilmore where those were like I felt like those were like comedy mm-hmm. game changers. Like those were so good. Yeah. And I think he still got that. He mm-hmm. just. I kind of like what's cool about this Netflix deal is it looks like he's doing a bunch of different genres, mm-hmm. um, which is probably really fun for him, you know, to like take his production company, partner with Netflix, which is huge. And then Ridiculous Six definitely feels like a brand of his humor. Mm-hmm. Um, it just is a little a little too goofy, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see The Cobbler and The Do-Over. Um, yeah. I'll watch him, mm-hmm. you know. I, I, I Can I say I trust him? I don't know. Because even in his prime, he had a couple that were like, eh. Mm-hmm. And I feel like most actors do, especially like comedians. Except for Tom Cruise. I was just I was just thinking <laughs> like there are definitely some people who don't really have bad movies. But like um, like Little Nicky. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that one. I did too. Mm-hmm. But I haven't revisited it in a long time. And I'm not sure how it'll hold up. Yeah, it's been years for there me. There was stuff about it that I loved. Like that was like my... My prime for music mm-hmm. is like what they focused on on that because they did the whole like he's in hell, so he listens to corn and slipknot type <laughs> thing. Um, but so stuff like that was really funny. Some people hated it because of the way he talked the whole time and stuff. But uh, anyways, Ridiculous Six is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe you'll enjoy it. If nothing else, it's super fun to watch and wait to see all the people show up. Mm-hmm. Um, like Danny Trejo and, and Blake Shelton and all that stuff is, is really cool mm-hmm. to watch for. The cameos. Um, the, the cameos, man. Beautiful. It's totally like mm-hmm. cameos um, carry like the whole thing. So mm-hmm. other than that, it's meh. Um, 
there are many other comedies, many other Adam Sandler comedies that mm-hmm. I would I would say go watch first. Mm-hmm. But it's on Netflix, so if you have Netflix, check it out. It's not going to cost you anything. But about two hours. That is the Ooh. other thing. It's an hour and fifty nine minutes. That's a long. I was time. really surprised because it's like, yeah, I was really surprised. Ooh. Yeah, something not good about a long comedy. Just yeah, in one of this like. I think it can be done, but mm-hmm. I can't think of many that I've seen. Yeah, I don't know, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. I'm gonna transition to uh, something sad. Let's do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I guess. Well, you're talking about Western comedies, so I thought I'd bring up yeah. Jim Wilder since he just passed away. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's such a bummer. Oh, yeah, I I really really like the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That's like that's unbelievable. It's definitely one of my favorite movies for sure. Like his performance alone is mm-hmm. just fantastic. Just so good. <laughs> Did you um twenty sixteen man? I know it's the year of death. Taking everybody, freaking all the actors. I'm scared to see who's next because normally it's in threes. Yeah, I don't know if he's end of three. I don't I know. Can't even keep track. Yeah, this year. there's just so many. It's crazy. Um, did you ever see Blazing Saddles? I actually have never seen it. Never seen it. No, that's solid. Really, it's very the a lot of the humor. I can't believe they got away with. Really racist, like like very risque. But I mean, it's hilarious. It's a and how, movie. how? When did it come out? Uh, 80s, I think. See, it's interesting because certain things like that, I feel like. You could. There's actually a little bit of that in Ridiculous Six, but probably not to the degree that was in this. But that's like I watched. Um, I think it's one of the Beverly Hills Cop movies. Mm-hmm. There's a movie with Eddie Murphy and his partner's white, and his partner calls him the N word at one point. <laughs> oh, jeez! And I was like, Yeah, they say that a lot in uh, Blazing Saddles for sure. White saying it to you know. That's crazy. It's it's yeah, it's intense. It's super weird to like mm-hmm. see stuff like that. And, and it was it, a Mel Brooks movie. Yeah. So it's totally like uh, you know, I I don't know. I just I It's I, played for comedy or Yeah, yeah, for sure. The whole movie is uh comedic. And I read a little fun fact about it that initially he um showed it to the ratings board and they were going to rate it NC-17 or unrated because it was just so bad. No way. Uh, so he said he was going to fix things about it and then he just released the movie where he didn't fix it and, uh, you know, everybody watched it and saw it so it's it's fine. It's The movie we get is technically the, like, NC-17 just just because of all the, the language in it and stuff. And at the time, you know, the rating system was kind of new, you sure. know, so they were trying to enforce it more and try mm-hmm. to, like... So it's not as bad as other movies are nowadays, yeah. but... It's uh, certainly I can't believe wow that it that it got released, but uh, Gene Wilder was in it. And he was awesome too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But anyways, that's I just wanted to you know give him a moment. Yeah, to talk about him because I you know his work is just awesome. Everything he's been in. I think uh, I'm thinking about it. Is Anton Yelkin the last one we lost? Actually, yeah. Well, at least to my knowledge, that I can I can remember. Mm-hmm. I feel like there might have been another one though, or um, actor that we're forgetting. Is there an actor know. from Star Trek or from some kind of uh, some like sci-fi franchise? I feel like uh, I can't remember. I don't know, dude. A lot That's, of a lot of actors have yeah, been dying. That's, That's a bummer. And do you know what Gene Wilder died of? It was complications from disease, Alzheimer's. Yes, yes, which is interesting. I don't know a whole lot about Alzheimer's, but oh well, it slowly like deteriorates your brain, yeah. and uh, eventually it gets to the point where you can't remember how to breathe or how mm-hmm. to eat, and it just from there, you know, it yeah. just kind of shut down. But uh, I didn't even know he really had it. 
I, I didn't know. Like, I, I knew he bowed out of, uh, you know, acting pretty mm. early on. I don't remember, you know, he hasn't been anything in a long time. Right. But that must have been it. Or he just didn't feel like acting for a while then got it. But, um, yeah, that was it. Just bringing up that sad Rest in thing. peace, sir. Let me, let me transition to something else now. Okay. I don't want to be as sad. What do you think is the most watched thing ever? Like movie, TV movie, show, yeah. Whatever. What do you think something around the world everybody has seen? Um, I, it could be a movie, it could a be single thing. Yes, I mean it could be a TV series if you think everybody has seen, you know, The Flash or something. Um, the most thing, like literally the most views, like currently right now, you think four billion people on this planet have mm. seen this thing. It doesn't have to be overtime. Um, okay, so we're talking how many people have seen this one thing. Yes. It's, I would say, probably something like... Something like It's a Wonderful Life or The Sound of Music or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's been around for a while. It's a classic. And something that like everyone needs to see and or like has seen. Maybe like one thing that crossed my mind was like a Hitchcock movie, but not everyone's into like thrillers and mm-hmm. stuff. So I feel like a movie like that that would kind of like it be it's kind of family movie mm-hmm. and it's a classic and at this point like so many people have seen it. Right. I don't know which one I would pick, but I feel like something in that. So you're thinking like classic films, basically. Yeah. I. I'm leaning, what I was thinking is either The Godfather mm-hmm. or uh, Gone with the Wind. Okay. Gone with the Wind is tough because it's really long. Mm-hmm. I think it's like three and a half hours or something. Yeah. But it's, um, you know, I feel like it transcends all language. Like it's some, it's a movie that just like everybody could see. Yeah. And totally, it just makes sense that everybody's seen it. Mm-hmm. And Godfather, obviously, is just a classic and it's just something... That everybody needs to see. <laughs> Fun fact, I haven't seen either of those movies. You haven't seen The Godfather? No. You must have seen it. I've never seen it. I've walked in on people watching it. I've never sat down and watched it. I can't believe that. Messed up, right? Yeah, you're wrong. Gone with the Wind's good. It's just, like I said, really long. Yeah. And it's it's old now. It's Yeah. It's so. obviously really old, so it's, kind of, it's you know, dated for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but totally worth a watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I imagine so. Um, yeah, I was just thinking, like, what do you think... What do you think is the most watched thing ever? And then I was thinking, like, maybe public events, like, you know, 9-11, for instance. People okay. might have watched the coverage of that more than anything else. Maybe. Or, I don't know. I don't know. I was just thinking about it. Then my mind went to, like, what property gets, like, the most international focus. Mm-hmm. And because I'm looking at my Godzilla figure over there. And I just saw the trailer for Godzilla Resurgence. Yes, that's coming out October in U.S. theaters. Really? Yeah, it's like a three-night event. Wow. We got to go see that. Mm -hmm. I want to see that. That's from the creator of uh, Neon Genesis. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. That's amazing. He directed that. So I am so excited to see it. It looks super sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's funny because I think Godzilla is like kind of like an international icon. That might be a good contender because it's... They have the Japanese release. They have the, mm-hmm. uh, around the world. It's an interesting thing, like, because they, they do, like, you look at Marvel and they have um, sort of anime um, treatment for certain characters mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. 
but I feel like, and you have a lot of crossover, like cultural crossovers, mm-hmm. but I feel like Godzilla gets like a lot of attention um, in both like Japan and here mm-hmm. get like, like their own movie like Godzilla's has Godzilla has multiple movies coming out it's not like an American Godzilla's coming out and it's being released in Japan right it's like we're all waiting for the next Godzilla movie and also Japan's releasing a new one now mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's like the same like yeah, different and, series going on right and now. they each get to share each other because the American release you know was in Japan yeah. it's all around the world right um, and it'll be the same for us not as long not like a full movie release but right um, yeah Godzilla's a good one what about Harry Potter? I think um, that's pretty huge. That's be- probably up there. Because uh, I know around the world there are Hogwarts, like yep. like amusement parks. You know, there's yep. one in Japan. I think there's one in Germany, um, just around the world. So I feel like that's pretty huge. I would say Harry Potter and Twilight probably have an insane amount of... Oh, we're talking movies, right? Yeah, I mean, we could talk about anything. I was but. thinking books uh, when you said Harry Potter. Oh, but yeah. But yeah, I would say the probably it's probably the most red thing around the world. Oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but movie wise, I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. Godzilla, I think, is pretty good because it does have that like. like it doesn't said, appeal to everyone though. It doesn't, and that's what I'm trying to think of. Like, what is something that everybody could watch? Because like I Godfather, think... you you know mostly have to be an adult to watch it. Sure, so no kids have seen it, and it's you know it's. A little slow. It's obviously a lot of talking with yeah. occasional battles in between. It's battles. like our podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fight. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I just I was thinking about it. And so, yeah. what do you think, definitively? I feel like I can't pick. Mm-hmm. It's a hard choice. I, I think you. it's got to be, if we're talking about the most, something that the most people in the world have seen, it has to be something like that a whole family could watch. Mm -hmm. So like a good, a really good story. I didn't even think about Disney movies. And yeah, like Mary Poppins or like something like that. And if we're talking generationally, you probably got to put something that's been out for a long time. Because now it's not going to be anything current because Mm -hmm. there's so much stuff that comes out now. Mm -hmm. None of it is going to be, like lots of people will see it, Mm -hmm. you know, like certain phenomenons will come out where a ton of people see this one movie because there's so much buzz around it. Right. But you're not going to beat something that's been out for like 30 years Mm -hmm. and was good then and is still good now. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's got to be something from like the 50s that was really, really good Mm -hmm. and people still are suggesting it through generations. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I think like It's a Wonderful Life. I think I would put that up there. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very good choice. Yeah. That seems that's totally family. It's everybody could watch it. Or Psycho. <laughs> Psycho? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have seen that, too. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think I'm done in movies. Yeah, I think we'll leave it at that. Uh, Psycho slash. Huh. Psycho slash. Shut up. Nice. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think um, I can we move into games? Yes. Sick. Video games. Okay, there have been a lot of questions on this episode. My question for you. Yes. What makes a good racing game? Cars. You're on the right track. <laughs> um, I You're on the I right track. 
<laughs> but let's keep the wheels spinning. Let's yes. go. Oh, nice. <laughs> Double kill right there. Um, I feel like racing game needs variety. I feel like there are a lot of racing games that need variety. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you started laughing, so you made You didn't say a racing game, so it sounded like you just said, I think racing game needs variety. And that's funny to me. Yeah. I think racing games. I don't need to say a racing game. I said racing games. I didn't hear the S. Well, you're stupid. You decide, audience. <laughs> so, variety. Yes. Explain yourself. Variety is the spice of life. Mm, good explanation. <laughs> no, I feel like... Uh, they and I need, agree. <laughs> they need variation in the races. So right. So, not just from point A to point B. You need... Totally. You need obstacles to dodge. You need guys to hit. You yep. need... <laughs> <laughs> you just need things to make the races more interesting sure. each time. Like Ben-Hur. <laughs> I think that game is spectacular. That oh hasn't come out yet, though. The, the oh, Let's Play? Oh, the Let's Play? All right. Yeah, there's something to look forward to. Yeah. It actually is pretty funny. It is. Um, I was thinking about this the other day mm-hmm. because racing games are really interesting. Like, the evolution of the racing game has been, like, just a car on a track, no story, nothing really going on, mm-hmm. to now you have games that are, like, completely different. Even talking about, like, Mario Kart is mm-hmm. a racing game or... Uh, crash team racing or um, all those all those style of racing games and then you have games um, that have like full stories behind them and it's it's some it's like a bridge between um, a sports game and another like a linear story right you know um, and like you said variety is super super important because a lot of it a lot of it has to do with like the mechanics of the game like mm-hmm. how fun it is to drive the car and how how well that works and um what was the game is it grid that has like the very realistic i um, mean grid and uh forza motorsports okay um, i haven't played any of the forzas mm-hmm. um but grid 2 is one of the games with gold and mm-hmm. i tried that and i like i was like man i don't even have the time to put into this cuz you really need to take time to learn how to drive it. It's so realistic um, mm-hmm. in the way that the car handles. Um, and it makes it hard, but it's kind of fun like to have to try to figure that out. Mm-hmm. All this is about the game that I just started playing, which is The Crew. Oh, yeah, The Crew. Dog, let's go driving. That's wild a, Run. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> wild Run. I don't like Wild Run. Wild Run. Because it's just The Crew. That's what it is. It is? But they did the same thing as Destiny, where they forced upon the expansion into the full game. Okay, so, so Wild Run is not what the game's called? It's no, called not the, at all. It's just the crew. Initially, when it came out, it was the crew. Okay. And there's a lot of lot of things that have changed because of Wild Run. Right. But let's hear your review about the new version. Okay, so I don't have the DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have, I have whatever Games with Gold offered. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, the game starts off, and you are um, you you you're just a really good driver, mm-hmm. and um, your brother is part of like this underground street racing illegal ring of street racing, and uh, yeah, it's pretty much my life story. Yeah. So, um, l- a little spoiler, but it's right at the beginning of the game. Basically, mm-hmm. what gets set up is you witness a murder, you are framed for it, mm-hmm. you are arrested, and five years later, the FBI recruits you Mm -hmm. to become part of this underground gang, earn your ink, because when you become part of this gang, you get inked up, and that's how you you earn your cred, and you're basically undercover winning races to gain credibility with uh, the street gang. Mm -hmm. 
and try to find the murderer and the guy who framed you. So I love this game. I've had a ton of fun with it so far. The The racing is really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Graphically, like, I know everything just looks awesome now, and this game's even, like, a little bit older. Racing games specifically always look amazing. I feel like they pay a lot of attention, because so much of it is about what you're driving by mm-hmm. and the landscape. Yep. So maybe that's, you know, there's that extra attention to detail mm-hmm. there. And maybe there's not as much they have to work on designing. Like, they that's just a have good to point. do the cars and environments, as opposed to any other game where yeah. it's, like, enemies, weapons, all the different that's things. That's true. So... That's true. That makes a lot of sense because even in this one, like anytime your car stopped, if you look at your guy, he's just like stone. Like he's not moving <laughs> or doing yeah. anything. Um, hey, you at least you him. get to see the guy. A That's lot of true. games are just like black windows or nobody's driving. It's just a ghost car. <laughs> just, yeah, like, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I love the way that the story progresses um, because it's, you know, even <clears throat> each race, there's communication from either one of the... Um, one of the street gang members mm-hmm. or uh, or the FBI agent that you're communicating with, giving you a reason why, why you're in this race. Mm-hmm. And every race is very different. And then when you get out of the race, it progresses the story. It's like, okay, since you did that, this is happening. So there's enough storyline there where it's not just like, I don't know, I feel like some games like this, they're like, oh, we'll put a storyline in it. But it's practically nothing Mm -hmm. it's like there's a quick intro then you just do a bunch of races need for speed suffers from that because it has it has like a cool intro sometimes live action sometimes not um and then you're you're basically just running from race to race with little story in between basically Mm. what you just explained um but the crew does it completely differently Mm because it is each race kind of has its own little story behind it right like you say give you the reasons um but it's this is definitely one of those games that has a cool story with it yeah racing wise anyways And another thing that it does really well is um, the XP. Mm-hmm. Like, there are um, different upgrades you can earn, you can buy, uh, you can apply perks to your vehicle. And uh, gaining the XP helps you get to the, the bigger races. If you have, there's a suggested XP on each race. If you win one and you don't have the suggested XP, you could still win, but it's really hard. Um, but, you know, you might get extra points for that. And uh, so that, that aspect is, I feel like you see that in so many games now. What was originally like an RPG thing where you're leveling up your character mm-hmm. finds its way into like every kind of game. And I feel like doing this kind of thing in a racing game can be difficult because you at no point do you get out of the car and control just the character. Mm-hmm. You're always in a car. So it's like, how do you tell story between that? We're not watching a million movies for way too long. And they do it really quick with quick cut scenes, um, or they do it really well, I should say, with quick cut scenes, um, conversations. They even show you transferring from one car to another sometimes and explain to you why. Because that's the other thing. This game definitely has the variety. Mm-hmm. Um, there are the streetcars, uh, drifters, there are monster trucks and, uh, raids mm-hmm. and there's bikes, there's bikes, which I haven't even gotten DLC. to use yet. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I went to it the other day. Does it come with wild run or is it just a separate DLC? Uh, wild run. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see how much it is by chance? Uh, it was, I think it was 30 bucks. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. How much does it add? A lot. It is like a full expansion. There's a difference between DLC and expansion. Oh, and this okay. This an expansion, oh, which adds you. a lot more to the game. Man, so I'm going to hold off on that, but... It has been on sale a lot, mm-hmm. so I bet it'll be on sale again. To be honest, I probably would consider it, because right now I'm just going through the story, and, it, and it's a lot of fun. In between... Um, 
one con is one way that you can earn more XP is by doing these little challenges. Mm-hmm. One of them is like my favorite. It's a jump one. Did you oh, get to any of the jump ones? Those are the best. Those are the best. You're yep. just driving and there will be a little marker. And if you drive through the marker, it immediately starts your challenge. So it doesn't interrupt your driving. Uh, which, another side note, it's very open world. Um, so if you're not in... Um, in a race, there are certain markers you can go to trigger things, mm-hmm. progress the story. Um, you can stop and you can up, upgrade your car, paint your car, add stickers, all that stuff. Um, but for the most part, you your map is literally a map of the U.S. and you can drive anywhere you want. That was a huge selling point for this game because they went to all the locations, like big cities mm-hmm. uh, around the U.S. and they uh, actually got you know, a real representation of those places. So cool. So you can drive from Miami to Cape Cod like I did yesterday and the whole time. It's really, it's interesting how they do it because it is just one long, like, highway is basically what you take. There's a lot of roads and a lot of different paths you can take, but if you want to just get from point A to point B, it's a highway, but you can see it start transitioning from, you know, uh, beaches, basically, and uh, palm trees, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Into, like, you know... The northern states, right? With, uh, the colorful trees and just—it's cool it's to so see crazy. the transition. And even like you mentioned, how you take a highway. Mm-hmm. What you do is like you you go to the map and you set a waypoint. And as you're following the waypoint, you notice it takes you all these back roads. And then at some point, you find an on ramp and you get on the highway. Mm-hmm. And it's just so like realistic in that, right? Yep. Um, once you travel to a place, you can do fast travel. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, you're spending, depending on where your next location is, you might spend 10, 15 minutes just driving. Yeah. Because um, you have to get there first. Which that could be a pro and a con. Right. Because like, sometimes it takes a while to get to the other places. Right. But totally um, does. at the same time, it's cool the first time you enter a new place. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. I like how much detail they put into this. Exactly. So. And they have a couple, um, they do have train stations. They have um, uh, airports. Mm-hmm. So if you need to go somewhere faster, if you need to do a fast travel type thing, you can. But in a lot of cases, and it, the story's progressing, um, you know, it takes you state by state. So mm-hmm. it's not ridiculous. Um, I don't know exactly what the scale is, but, you know, if something's 10 miles away, it takes you a few minutes. Yeah. You're just driving. It's not like one mile, two miles, mm-hmm. three miles. It Like, you need to drive some distance. Um, also, it tells you what time it is. Mm-hmm. It's in the game. It's not real time. Right. Um, but it does go to night and day, which is cool. They like, have uh, rain and snow and yep. different... And those will weather. vary how your car handles. Mm-hmm. Um and when you're on those long drives, what I was mentioning was these little challenges. The mm-hmm. jump ones are awesome. Yep. You basically, you go through the marker, start your challenge. It directs you where the ramp is. You go off it and there's a landing zone. You get mm-hmm. a certain amount of points, bronze, silver, or gold medal for it. Um, the other challenges, though, this is probably the biggest con for me, are just the worst. Like, the worst. Well, actually, there's one other one that says you're just supposed to go fast and stay on the road. Mm-hmm. Um I like the distance one, where you don't have to stay on the road. You just have to get as far away as possible. Okay, yeah. So, uh, But the road one's fine, too, because that one at least is manageable. And I like drifting. Mm-hmm. Like I, I will say I like the way the car handles, and as you get upgrades, it handles differently. It takes a little bit to get used to it, but mm-hmm. it's really fun. When you nail the drifting down and you hit some corners, dude, it's so much so fun. So much fun. Um, and, but the one I think that we both hate is the slalom, where you have to weave in and out of... Um, checkpoints Mm -hmm. to to gain your points and to complete the challenge but it's so difficult because as soon as you start fishtailing there's no coming back from it so you either have to go super slow Mm -hmm. which just interrupts the whole thing it's the last thing you want to do in this game is go super slow um and they're also counting down points so the quicker you make it the more points you'll get exactly Um, so it's uh 
It's just at least maybe that's just where we are in the game where our cars are not as. That's what I was thinking. Good. Yeah, because we are both pretty early on in the mm-hmm. game, um, but overall it's it's so much fun and they do find the the variety. Oh, and they have monster trucks. Did I mention that earlier? Yes, that's part of the Wild Run DLC. But we can they give you some test some, levels, right? Which is very smart because yes. it makes you. Did I mention that earlier? The monster what? trucks. I uh, forget. You brought them up. You were just talking about the variety of cars. Yeah. Okay. So there, the one challenge that I found, I don't even know how I found it. But they took you to a drag race, mm-hmm. which is cool. There's a certain way oh, that's to where you play do the that. four different things. Yep. Yes, yes. I do the drag too. race, then the raid car, which the raid cars you can basically drive all off road through mm-hmm. little rivers, like anywhere. Yep. Those missions are great. Um, then a monster truck, which was just on a course where you're trying to get points. You do flips and stuff like that. Did you like do that. like it's the big course with the big uh, loop in the middle? Yeah, and stuff? it yeah. looked like a skate park yes, almost. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's that, and then they took you to a drifting match where you mm-hmm. get points for drifting. You just go in this big, like, circle, rectangle, whatever it was. Yep. Or square. I don't know. It was a square <laughs> with rounded edges. Yes. Um, and it's really smart because it made me really want to be able to do all that stuff. Yep. Um, but I don't have the DLC. Yeah, but. I think there's a few monster truck races you can do, like, mm-hmm. more than just one. But um, all of them will eventually lead you to the gauntlet, I think, is uh, okay. or the summit, whatever it was. The summit. Um, and that's the start of the DLC, the wild or the expansion. Yep. Which that I think that's my big issue with the game right now is they've integrated Wild Run into the main game. So now if you look at your map and it's like, oh, do this mission, like you have a million different blips on your map. A lot of them you can't do unless you get <sighs> Wild Run. So it annoys me because I'm like, oh, this must be my next mission. Then I drive all the way there and there's no point because it's like, oh, it's DLC. So do you think I can even beat the game? For sure. There is there, you know, I think for a year the game was out and it had an ending and stuff. So you can totally beat it. This is just they've integrated it where you can play it at the same time as the main story Ooh. or after you beat it. Right. But right. It, it's certainly annoying having all these blips on my map that I can't do anything. Yeah, with. that's the worst. Uh, like the bike shop. I went there and they were like, sorry, you <sighs> yep. need the DLC to buy these. Um, but now it's always beeping on my map like it's a mission. So yeah, it's frustrating. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll probably get it at some point because I am liking it more. I, uh, I played it when it first came out and it was cool. I just, I think another game came out mm. and I never played it. But uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I started playing it as a palate cleanser because mm-hmm. uh, we won't go into it, but I beat Lords of the Fallen, which, uh, you know, I've brought up now, I think, three or four podcasts in a row. Um, hey, you like it. I really did like it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just a quick end of game review. I thought it was overall a really fun game. Mm-hmm. By the end, I was like... Uh, you were th- pretty good at the end. <laughs> I was getting pretty good. There are three endings I found out. Okay. Um. So I got one. I mean, the endings are pretty much just like some sweeping camera shots and they tell you a story. Yeah, depending so, on what you did. Like, exactly. Kill this guy, save this guy, whatever. Yeah, um, but there are some really cool moments where they, they find a, a way within the gameplay to recap all of your stats for all the bosses, mm-hmm. how long it took you, how many tries it took. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought Lords of the Fallen was really great. I would suggest it. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you've played Dark Souls and stuff, honestly, I would say if you want another game like that, mm-hmm. Lords of the Fallen is really beautiful. Yeah. And the weapon system's cool. Um, it's it's really, really fun. Mm-hmm. So all that to say, I started um, the crew as kind of a palate cleanser because I, you know, new games with gold got announced. I'm like, I got to really get moving because I have so many games to play. I was like, oh, I'll try this racing game. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, and this is what I wanted to bring up too, like, a lot of times a racing game is not seen as like, you know, when you start like a God of War or The Last of Us or a game like that, you know, you're getting into something you're going to be a part of for a little while. Mm-hmm. With the racing game, at least for me, 
or any sports game, it's like, oh, I'm just going to start this up. I'll play a quick game. I'll yeah. do a quick race it's or whatever. A, I call them like a, a podcast game, a game that I can play sure. while I listen to podcasts. Right. You don't need music. to really listen to anything yep. or read anything. Mm-hmm. Um, this game, I'm actually pretty intrigued on how things are working, like what the next step's going to be, mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to do. Um, you know, th- there's one mission with the first guy that you work for in the street racing ring mm-hmm. who... Uh, he tells you to go kill someone. And you're like, what? And he's like, just do it. And it ends up where like you're communicating with him, you're communicating with the FBI agent, the mission ends, then you're talking with the agent, eventually he finds you out, so then you have to do a mission that has all to do with that. Mm-hmm. It's just super cool. And what started off is just like, uh, I'll play this between whatever game I start next. I'm pretty into it. Um, and uh, I don't know. I have a lot of good things to say about this game. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed with it. I haven't I haven't been this into a racing game in a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the last one was. Do you remember Ridge Racer? Ah, uh, Fun World in Nashua, New Hampshire. Huge actual red car. I forget what kind of car it was. Might have mm-hmm. been a Corvette. And you sit in it and would play it on a big screen. That's awesome. You would sit in the car and the pedals and the steering wheels what you would use That's for. That's so it. cool. And what's funny is I think it was a Sega Saturn game. So you were playing a Sega Saturn game in a car. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, Fun World's like, you know, it's like a three, four floor um, video game arcade. Yeah. And um, are there any other kinds of arcades? Um, imaginary ones. What would a pizza arcade be like? Oh, everything is pizza. Delicious. So Ridge Racer was a game that I played a ton. Mm-hmm. I had it, actually, on Sega Saturn eventually. And it was just a good racing game. Mm -hmm. You just start it, you play it, beat it, that's it. And that's it. This game's got the story elements. Mm -hmm. I'm digging it. Mm -hmm. I suggest The Crew. The Crew. It was a game with gold. I got to say, I'm super happy with the games with gold. Yep. I'm really like, the first month I got it was killer. Mm -hmm. It was that, remember you were saying it was like the best one in a long time. It was Dead Space, Borderlands, Wolf Uh, Among Us, I think. And uh, Sunset Overdrive. Sunset. Was that the first month? I think so. Well, for you, not the first month ever. Yeah, and then I got Lords of the Fallen and Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. right at the, I think, right before that. Maybe those were it. Maybe it was like Dead Space, Lords of the Fallen, Sherlock Holmes, and then the next month I got, I don't know, whatever. They've been really good, yeah. and every month mm-hmm. there's been stuff that I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm stoked to play that. Um, and I've now downloaded two car games, which I didn't think I would. Hey. But the crew's dope. If they're free, they're for me. That's what I always say. Right. I didn't like Grid very much, though. Really? I yeah, I don't know. Now that I'm playing the crew, I'm mm-hmm. like, maybe I won't play Grid 2 yeah. as much. Um, there have been a couple that I've played and just like deleted because I'm not, I'm not going to play them. Yep. Um, but they're games I never would have tried otherwise. So right. I'm amped. Amped. And I also, you just gave me uh, The Evil Within. Oh, I can't wait for you to play that. Yeah. I, I've beaten that. I think four or five times now. What? I need to beat it one more time because there's, uh, you have to beat it in under f- uh, five hours, I think. Uh, you have to beat it on the hardest difficulty called the Kumu, which is one hit kill difficulty on you. Everybody else takes more than one hit. Uh, hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I beat it. It was the best day of my life. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. So hard. But uh, yeah, the, you know, and it's one of those games that later on they get guns. Mm-hmm. So they're spraying and one shot kills you, you know, and it's, Literally, I can't tell you how mad I that got. That sounds so frustrating. I, I this close to breaking the game and the controller. 
There's oh uh, anyways yeah I need a new controller I just re- why you reminded me. well because I only have one oh yeah so I just realized if anything ever happens to it because like you know I got pretty mad during Lords of the Fallen mm-hmm. pretty mad mm-hmm. um but anyways anyways um so I have one game to talk about you were talking wait real quick yes. what's the last thing you need to do on Evil Within oh I need to beat it without uh using there's these things called green gel. And it upgrades you. So I had to beat it without using upgrades. Oh. Which isn't hard because I could just play it on easy. How long is the game? Um, I can beat it really quick now. I'm, I'm pretty good at it. But I would say an average playthrough is like probably 12 to 13 okay. hours. Cool. But you, if you know everything, you can beat it, obviously, in under five. It was yeah. an achievement. So. Um, and, yeah. So I'm curious to see because some of the upgrades are pretty important. There's a, a sprinting one where you have this, like, tiny energy <sighs> bar. And uh, since I can't level it up, I can sprint for like two seconds. And then he literally stops and has to recover. So, oh. yeah, so I had to be careful watching it. Um, but on easy, it's it's not super hard. And um, I could probably manage. Yeah. So I that's saved that one for last because I knew it would be better than a Kumu. <gasps> Ugh, that's um, terrible. Anyway, so we were talking, you said Sega Saturn, right? Yeah, yeah. Sega. So um, the two nights ago. I was looking through, I, I finally booted up my Ouya in a while, because I, oh, yeah, I yeah. felt like just playing a random Sega game. Yeah. So I looked at Sonic, then I thought Sonic Music, and then I thought, <laughs> and then I was uh, looking around, and I, so uh, I have The Punisher, The Punisher on Sega Genesis. You ever Punisher? No. Oh my God. Um, it is a um, side-scrolling beat-em-up from Capcom, um, so okay. it plays a lot like um, Streets uh, of Rage. Oh, interesting. I would say it's, uh, you know, you got your grabs, you have your punches and kicks. Um, so I just felt like playing it. And man, is that game hard? Is it? Oh my God. It's so hard, dude. Oh. <laughs> is it like the Avengers game? Uh, no, it's easier than that, at least. Oh, yeah. The Avengers game is so hard. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's hard about this, and I realize this about a lot of other early beat em ups, um, that you have basically, you know, two lives and three continues. And you have to beat the game, you know, within those yeah. those continues. Right. So uh, it's six stages, getting progressively more difficult. Of course. Um, and uh, it's just it was really fun. It had um, it had combos, so you could do um, it was a down up square punch or whatever it is on Ouya. I think it's Ooh, but uh, you. <laughs> <not Ooh. laughs> so yeah, it's down up you or whatever it is, and yeah. he does a uh, like spin kick. Which is pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, he also has. Uh, it's kind of hard to do, but you got to jump and press, uh, or jump and kick at the same time, or jump and punch. And he throws a grenade at the ground, and it's a screen clear. Oh, sweet. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just like a really. It was an interesting beat em up. Yeah. Uh, and it also has these cool shooting segments where basically he pulls out his gun, and you just have to press attack as quickly as possible and shoot all the guys. Oh, cool. In the room. Um, but I'm surprised you haven't played it. I thought it'd be. Kind of up your alley. Yeah, it totally sounds it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Streets of Rage is like one of my favorite games ever. Yeah. That game is amazing. Same thing. You know, you beat up like barrels and they drop food. So you eat the food and get different Dude, weapons. It's always food. I love when you get just like a whole rotisserie chicken. That's exactly what just, it was. It was <laughs> a, just eat it. a nice turkey dinner <laughs> with the plate and the greens. Uh, or one of those weird hams yes. with like the bones yep. sticking out of it. That, I don't know what that's, that's exactly about. That's exactly all of those are in the game. So, so. funny. Um, but yeah, that sounds awesome. I mean, that was one of my favorite generations of games, mm-hmm. the Sega and Super Nintendo. So. Yeah. Um, 
That sounds really cool. Did you great. beat it? Yes. You did? Oh, my God. Yeah? It was so hard. <laughs> it was so... Because it gets to the point where you're fighting Kingpin at the end. Yeah. Spoiler. Um, and <laughs> it's uh, he. you fight him in multiple tiers, and it's very difficult to beat. Basically, when you fight a boss, you always lose a life. There's yeah. no way you can beat a boss without losing a life unless you get really lucky. Mm. Um, and so... Kingpin, you fight him three times, so technically you're supposed to lose three lives. Luckily, I like I eventually learned it. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. I had to. Uh. You know, it just got so hard. Like I feel so bad for anybody playing these games, <laughs> like back in the day, because it's just like there's just no way they are made not to be beaten. It's. And it's I just can't imagine it's a serious victory mm-hmm. when you finally do. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, that sounds cool. It, it was cool. It was just cool to like just go back and play it. You gotta help me set up my Ouya. Yeah, I've got some. I just need to figure out where to get the games. Mm-hmm. But I'm ready. You're ready. I've got a list in my brain. Checking it twice. Yeah, a couple times because mm-hmm. I keep forgetting things. Mm-hmm. That sounds excellent. Yeah, that's it. I just want to say that's, that's it. Time. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. I think we're maybe done. Uh, yeah. I thought today was going to be a short episode. It was not. It's never short with us. It's never. We got lots to say. We average at an hour and a half at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple quick things. One, I had the uh, privilege of being on another YouTuber's channel recently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, our friend Kenny Hollingsworth runs a channel called The Spicy PC. He commented on a video the other day. Ah, yeah, that's right. So you can actually probably look in our comments... Maybe on our last video. I don't know. Maybe he'll catch this one. He said he liked my eyes. They are dreamy. <laughs> um, so the spicy Did PC. I didn't write it. Okay. No, no, I didn't. I was there when he wrote it. Okay. But I, I had assume. nothing to do with of it. Of course. I really didn't. That's I watched it. I was like, what do you do? Oh. Uh-huh. I responded. Um, Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh. Cool. Anyways. We love comments. Leave us comments. Yeah. Uh, D-A-S-P-I-C-Y PC. The spicy PC, and we did. Uh, uh, I I got to guest on an episode of what he calls Reflections. Uh huh. Funny enough, yeah. We have a reflection segment, and his are um, episodes of reflecting on tech past. So we did an episode on the N sixty four, and just discussing how awesome it is and anything we didn't like about it. There are a couple things, surprisingly. What but do you not like about the N64? It's, I mean, we were nitpicking for... That's the epitome for of review. consoles. Yeah. Ah! We talked <laughs> about something actually really interesting that maybe you and I can talk about next week, but mm-hmm. I won't bring it up now because you can go to that. It's like a 15-minute video, just us kind of chatting. Is it out already? It's out. Ah. Just came out. Maybe we can put a link um, somewhere. I don't know. Can you put a link? Put a link. Yeah. Tim will put a link. And uh, so you can go check that out and give them likes and follows. He's doing awesome stuff. The channel itself is um, mostly video games and tech reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's super fun. And hopefully we'll be able to do some crossover stuff with them. The spicy up. The spicy up. The keep up PC. The keep PC. The keep PC. The keepy. Spicy up. There's really no good. The keep spicy PC. Keep keep it spicy. Keep it spicy. Spice it up. Keep it classy. Okay. <laughs> Charles. <laughs> um, and I guess that's it. I said, said a couple I quick know. things, right? You Was want to talk thing? about that change we're doing. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> what okay. I'm not saying anything yet. <laughs> but we're so, we're so close to being able to talk about the changes that we're making and it's killing me inside because I'm so <laughs> excited, but we, we're not ready yet and we don't want to tell you about it. And then, I mean, I do want to tell you about it, but mm-hmm. Tim says, I don't want to tell you about it yet. Right. 
he doesn't. Because we want to wait. Mm-hmm. But I bring that up to say, we mentioned Patreon earlier. Mm-hmm. Some of the perks on there are probably going to change. Not not for you guys, like what people are receiving from us, but what we're going to do is going to change our a little bit. Our goals is what he's trying to yeah, say. Yeah, our goals. That's right. I forgot mm-hmm. the terminology. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, sure. Um, so some of those will be changing on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all going to be good stuff. It's all going to be super sweet. And yep. even I think it's going to be even better. I know it's going to be even better. That's why we're making changes. Right. Um, not to get worse. That would be silly. I'm doing it to get worse. Tim's going to get a little bit worse, mm-hmm. but I'll get better and it'll just make up for it. It'll yeah. be basically the same. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you so much for watching, yes. for listening, for following us, for looking at Tim's eyes. and um, or, or listening to the podcast and only hearing Tim make that weird sound. Uh, is this a weird episode this week? No. No? No. Maybe I'm just hungry and want to play video games. Or is that just the natural state of remember, my existence? Remember when we ate all those hot dogs? Yes. <laughs> Tell it. people about the hot dogs. We ate some. We did another food challenge on our channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it came out uh, last week, and we just ate a lot of hot dogs. So many hot dogs. And you challenged me to mac and cheese. Yeah, which is going to happen soon. Did you decide what kind? Uh, yes, but I had to go to the store to see which kind. We started challenging each other. Yes. Which is, a, I like that. I do too. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And we actually had a comment saying that they also liked that. Thank you. Thank you, commenter. Yes, I'm sorry I forgot your name. It's not your fault. I brought it up without all the information. Yeah, thanks for ruining my life. But go ahead. Keep talking. I'll look it up. Um, You know, uh, mac and cheese is good. We're bad at any normal <laughs> challenge. Mac and cheese is good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we thought we'd challenge each other to uh, each other's palates. I'm bad be- at challenges. Uh, No, you did. What? Dogs. Don't spoil it, dude. It's been out for a week. That doesn't mean anything. (laughs) (laughs) I was talking about other challenges in general. (laughs) Don't just say what happens in the video. I won is what happened. Pedro Henrique Amorim Santos. And he didn't even support us on Patreon. Thanks, man. Thanks. (laughs) No, I'm just rereading the comment. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, That's it. We're going to go eat. Yeah, we're going to go. What's for lunch? Uh, cheese. Weird. I'm going to play the crew for a little bit. Oh, I'm the crew. What are you going to eat for my lunch? dog. I'm going to ride my crew. Bog. Dude. All right, bye, guys. I'm going to eat food. Wait, did the recording stop? Oh, no. That's it. Well, and you'll get you making weird noises. Yeah, no, I'm doing end babble right now. The Force Awakens. Oh, dude, I had a dream about Rogue One and how it ended. I'm going to tell you. Darth Vader was a robot and he got shot by a laser and he was like, no. And then the, the girl, the lady who's in it, she's like, I'm going to get you. And then she climbed this big circle tower and on top was a big Captain America figure. So she had to grab him to defeat Darth Vader. That's how Rogue One ends. Spoilers. What's that lady's name? Why do you think she was going for the Captain America theater? Theater? I was in a theater. There was a theater in it. 
I was watching it through a theater, and then it was really unfocused, so we had to fix it. 